For some of you, it's your first time. For others, it is not. But for today, I would like to welcome you all to Epic Realms. Friends and enemies, heroes and villains, welcome to Epic Realms. Our guest today is here from Sovereignty Games. It's created to play tabletop board games in a digital space. Our guest is a community manager at Sovereignty Games. Please welcome Danny Efforts to Epic Realms. How are you doing? Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. I am doing fantastic. How are you? Good. This has been a long time coming, actually, because we were going <laughs> to yeah. have you were going to be here. It's in been a big, long hike. It's a big, yeah, big long story. We were going to have you on in, in what was it, January. And yes. then uh, shenanigans happened with me getting COVID. Yes. And schedules, because that was like prime game promotion season was right there. All kind was, of, you guys had all kinds of stuff. So like, it was a, get a date. busy beginning of the year. <laughs> but we got it. We're here so now. We've got to figure it out. And, uh. <laughs> And you are here and you're totally not stressed because you totally didn't just come back from a trip to Japan, right? No, yeah, I, I've been back for a couple of weeks now, so I'm all good. <laughs> How was that? I, was, I, was that was that for work or is that was for personal stuff? No, style? no, that was a personal trip. My husband studied abroad in Japan when he was in college. Okay. And it was always his dream to bring me back. And he wanted to go back, obviously, too. Um, I've never been. And okay. so he wanted to kind of show me around. And, like, he talks about it a lot. Like, he loves Japan. And so he's like, you have to experience it. And I'm like, okay, I'm on board. So that was just the two of us. Yeah, it was a great time. We went for two weeks. And we just keep calling it, like, the trip of a lifetime. We don't know if we'll ever go back. Like, yeah. we're... You know, you never know. So, um, but we loved our experience and we miss it. <laughs> Did you have so. to suffer through like some of the culture shock or was it easier because you knew, like he knew enough from being over there and he, you got a heads up? Um. So my family is naturally like kind of louder. And so therefore I am naturally a little bit louder. And so he prepped me before. He's like, Japan is very quiet, calm culture. So like, like on the trains, it's very quiet and like just walking around like the busiest, biggest city in the world, Tokyo, it's like really quiet. And so I like had to train myself to like, okay, we can't speak at my normal volume. Like we kind of have to whisper to each other. Right. <laughs> um, but I loved it. It was so peaceful and calm. <laughs> it was great. I loved that. <laughs> and the food was amazing. It was all right. perfect. So, well, I'm yeah. glad you had a great, great trip. Yeah, thank you. Did you? Yeah, so uh, I've been back for a while. Did, I've gotten, I've gotten my sleep under control. That's <laughs> good. That's good. Did you guys get to like? Do they have different board games and stuff over there than they do over here? And did you get to so like experience we, any of that? 
we went into this one store where I would compare it to like kind of like a Walmart. It's called Don Quixote. Okay. It's kind of like a Walmart. It has so many signs and like like ads everywhere. Anyway, but we did find board games in that store. So we found like the crew in Japanese and we found Catan and I think I found Carcassonne. So I took some photos of those, but um, we didn't go to a specific board game store. I'm sure they have them. We just didn't. We were we were very busy <laughs> and we <laughs> didn't make it to one, but we did. buy. I was like, OK, I'm glad I found some like in a store. So, yeah. How long yeah, have you been playing so. board games for? Like your whole life or? Um, do you consider sorry and monopoly? I don't know. Some people do, some people don't, but I think I they count growing up. I think they count. I think they're they just count like they're board games for kids, you know? Yes. And I play played them more when I was younger. And then my family was really big into card games. So we played card games, like as we got older. So like when we were younger, we played sorry, trouble, monopoly, and then kind of like middle school and up we kind of started playing card games so we'd play 31 and my grandma loved rummy so every time we'd see her we'd play rummy um and then when i met my husband my husband's family is very big into board games so that's when i transitioned into (laughs) board games so yeah nice not that long i mean in comparison to some people i meet they're like been playing for years and i'm like when did you personally see that when did you personally start (laughs) to see that transition from from you know, Monopoly and Sorry to like the modern board, what we see as sure. modern board games. When did you personally start to see that shift? That would have been around 2020 for me. Okay. So not that long, three years now. Okay. <laughs> but now we have a whole shelf of board games. You can't really see this behind me, but I'm referencing. Right. It's like you can't see the whole <laughs> a I got a bunch shelf of, of board pops. games <laughs> behind me. And I always keep them like the, I, some people probably won't like this. But I keep them front facing, so like the like you can see like one game. Yeah, like oh. you can't see them all. So that people always joke, they're like, "Oh, you only have nine games." And I'm like, "Don't worry, there's plenty behind them. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry." You don't like to do the stack where you see like the spine of the book, essentially of the games. So I think I don't. I think I'm trying to figure out a different way to do it because I think I would like partially that, but I also the little games like. The, it, if I remove one of those things, it just looks like chaos. And I'm like, so I'm like, that's why I like the ones just standing up. Cause then it's like, it's very clean and neat to them. Very type A. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe when I move, I'll think of a different organization, but I'm always, I love seeing everyone's organization. Yeah. Styles. Especially for board games. Cause there's <gasps> yes. no, no two board games actually have the same bots. I mean, some of them do, I but, know. but there's just like, okay, here's a puzzle. How do we organize? Yes. And every time we go to conventions, we always bring like a display of board games of like the games that are on the sovereignty app. So it's like 30 ish board games. We don't bring the actual like components. We just bring the boxes. So we like, <laughs> stack them all in each other and usually it works usually i can get like a one solid like isle of cats box is like stacked with like really nicely with other games yeah and then we reach like some of them are like just a basically the same size but like they're not they're not but they also aren't like smaller than the other one so it's like okay you need to be your own and you need to be your own and then i just end up with a huge chaotic mess of 
multiple different stacks of board games inside each other. So it's always a fun little task before a convention. <laughs> right. All of that. How did you get in over there? Like how, where was, where's the gap here? Where's the, where's the bridge of the gap that goes between you playing board games and you starting to work at Sovereignty? Yeah. So I was a teacher before I um, joined Sovereignty. And the long story short is my father-in-law is one of the founders of Sovereignty and they were looking for a community manager. And I was transitioning, moving from Minnesota to Florida, couldn't find a teaching job. And my father-in-law was like, we have this position open. And I had kind of like, I was like, do I want to stay in teaching? Do I want to transition to a new career? Like what, you know, like what path am I taking right now? And so he's like, do you want to try it? And I was like, I would love to try it. I was like, I, I, there's a lot I need to learn as I go. And he's like, that's fine. Like, as long as you're willing to learn. And so that's how I got connected and everything. So yes, (laughs) family. So when you started first started, were you like, just like, okay, when I start off, I'm just going to like start working on our promotions or start working on discord. Like where, where do you start? Cause like you do so much stuff. Uh, where do you really, think... z- 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 where, where's that first step once you get in the door it's like hey it's my first day what do i do yeah. uh, <laughs> pack boxes let's go yeah so when i first started i did a lot of testing so like every time before we release a board game like so we sovereignty is entirely rules enforced for those who don't know so it takes our developers a lot of coding in order to actually like before we put out the game um into the app where you can play it so i would go into like development and do a lot of testing so i was like taking notes of like this thing isn't working yet i tried this style or like this style of play and like oh i tried this and then that didn't work or this is working well now confirmed that that's fixed you know stuff like that so i did a lot of testing earlier on um and then we did start the discord around the time that i started because they did a lot of work before I, they hired me. They did a lot of kind of like proof of concept and stuff like that. So they yeah. were doing a lot of the back end stuff of coding and then they hired me. And then that's when we kind of started launching to the community because I'm the community manager. So they needed me. <laughs> um, so obviously I did social media, but we just started the discord. So we were learning a lot. And then I've had a ton of help. Like Seppi from Fight in a Box. I'm sure this group knows Seppi. He's been on before. (laughs) Yes. So Seppi has been a huge help. Just like Seppi, like has tons of experience. So he would help me. Like here's some social media ideas. So I like he has endless ideas. And I'm like, energy and ideas. I'm like, he like you know, he helped a lot. So, and then we've had a couple other people that have helped along the way and just like, Hey, here's something I read or here's something, and they'll send them to me. And so I learn things as I go, but yeah, that's kind of where I started is discord, social media and testing. That's kind of my earlier things. Yeah. And now you're like everywhere. Like you're kind of, I I don't want to say it, but you're kind of the face of the company. No, that's what they say too. (laughs) The whole company says that. (laughs) I always joke, dude, that like every time we go to conventions, like Jason, my boss, he's like, you take a lot of selfies. And I was like, 
yeah, the face of the company, I got to keep up with appearances, you know, like I take more selfies at one single board game convention than I do in my personal life the entire rest of the year. I'm like, <laughs> I don't take as many selfies normally, but you know, you gotta, you gotta do it when you're at these conventions. So, right. yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny, like, I, so I met you at Gen Con and I was talking to Seppi because I was like, I wanted to have somebody from Sovereignty on the podcast. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I talked to Seppi, I talked to Jeff, and they're like, "Yeah, you need to talk to Danny. That's who you talk to." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so Danny's like the owner or like one of the lead designers. No, no, <laughs> no. Like that's who you need to talk to. It's like, okay, okay then that's who we're gonna talk to. And so I, I, I went and hunted you down at Gen Con, and then I think we chatted and walked across Gen Con for about 20 minutes while you were like, you were, you were delivering something or dropping off something or giving yeah. people something on the go. <laughs> yeah. on the go. So it was, it was a good time, good time. And that was my yeah. first Gen Con, so I was a little like, oh, Get all the stuff at Gen Con. <laughs> Oh, my first one was 2021. So it was smaller than typical because like, you know, when they started picking things back up again, it was smaller, but I still was like, oh, <laughs> this is big. And they're like, oh, this is just like an introduction. And then like, of course, we went last year in 2022 and I'm like, oh, it is bigger now. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's growing again and stuff. Yeah, so and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is kind of like some of the most requested games that you guys have that people are like, this is really because the game for people that don't know, Sovereignty is an app that has all of these different board games that you can play board games, card games, tabletop games that you can play digitally. Um, yes. But it's a unique system where where you guys have for free, you rotate a couple games, right? Like five yeah. games or something like that that people can yeah. play. Yeah, it'll rotate each month. So we have a. Um... We have subscription models. So we have three versions of the script subscription model. And our our first one is free. So we call it silver. And we have a row, like, there'll be like three to five games available at a time, but they'll rotate. So like, your favorite games may not always be on there, but there will be always something free for you to play. Um, so those games, we try to rotate out equally. We never limit games to like, oh, this game can never be on silver. We don't do that. Um, so your favorite game could potentially come back, but it's really up in the air as to when. Um, but I'd say things that people have really been enjoying is Planet Unknown is a very popular game for um, playing on Sovereignty and especially the solo mode because there is like endless replayability with Planet Unknown. So if you don't, if you haven't played it before, um, you have are like you have a planet in front of you and you have a corporation and the corporation has five tracks on it and every time you place a tile so it's a tile placement game place a tile onto your planet and it has two resources on it the resources that are on that tile then allow you to advance your resource tracks on your corporation and it has many different planets many different corporations so you can just keep replaying it and it has a great solo mode you can play it like 20 minutes once you like know the game and know kind of like what your goals are okay. um but yeah if you're learning it i would say maybe 30 to 40 minutes if you're learning but i could be wrong on that number <laughs> that is not a, a strategic <laughs> plan number you don't, you don't have the numbers right in front of you for every single <laughs> I game don't have the stats for everyone what? but that one's for... really popular also skull king is super popular skull king is a trick-taking game so it's great if you have like a big group um, and with sovereignty, with all the rules enforcement, we take care of all the scoring for you. 
So in skulking, like after each round, you have to tally up your scores and everything. And we take care of all that. You get to play the game and it is so much fun. (laughs) I love that game. That's a good one too. But I love all of our games to be clear. But those are some that I hear a lot of people talk about. Or Sushi Go Party is another one. Point Salad. Isle of Cats. Those are all good ones too. I also like the fact that if somebody has a game, because I know like for us, we have Sushi Go we couldn't figure yeah. out the rules. We couldn't figure out the rules. We're like, I don't. <laughs> and so it's like, you get on, go on sovereignty. And yeah, it's the rule. Like it's already, it's built in. So we don't have to oh, figure yeah. out the rules. We just have to figure right. out how to play. And then right. you can learn the game by playing it. As right. long as you got a rough idea. And, oh, that's the rule. That's okay. So that's how you. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. It always tells you what's happening up top too. Cause you're like, you're looking at your screen, never played this game before. And you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Am I supposed to be doing something? And it's like, okay, read the top. It's like, are you waiting on somebody else at the table? Do you need to pick a card? Because cards will highlight for you. Pieces will highlight um, to correspond to your message. So yeah, it kind of guides you through it if you want to learn as you play. So yeah. Is there a game that you guys don't have? That's like people are like, you've got to have this game. Oh, there is. Some people do send us in requests. So I... I can't think of and obviously like the, besides the, the classics head, but... let's let's not talk about like Harker's right. and settlers of Catan and yeah <laughs> um but yeah so we always tell people to like send us in game recommendations because so we're entirely licensed with all the publishers so depending on if a publisher has a contract with someone else maybe they can't partner it it all depends um on what the publisher's agreements are sometimes with other um digital developers right uh but yeah so then they reach out to they can reach out to us too and then we can partner with them but sometimes our community sends us things like hey can like this game would be great on the platform you know like our community is really fun to listen to because they like they said like they get it right like they play games on sovereignty and they know like oh this game would be really good because it has these mechanics similar to this game you know and so they'll kind of suggest games and stuff but i i don't have that list off the top of my head but if anyone out there has a suggestion for what games we should have on sovereignty send it to us i'm still waiting for flapjacks and sasquatches that's I mean, <laughs> as, as a minnesota fellow minnesotan here uh that i love kind of the north's hype around that game like right? it is incredible i'm like Oh, it's great. And this year, I think there was like, I don't know what it was, but it was something, I don't know if it was like a prize or a, I don't know, but they had, like, if you wore like flannel, like red flannel, (laughs) there was something you would get. And so people like that whole day would be like walking around the like expo hall, you know, the little exhibitor area. And there's tons of flannel everywhere. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I love this. This is so great. (laughs) Yeah, I have yes. one of my close friends won the tournament one year and got the the world championship. Flannel wow. still has it. He's always like, "I got to come back." He, he moved out of state, so yeah. But that's oh, my that's, that's my awesome. big one. I'd love to have because I'd love to. Okay, play that. I'll I'll send it to our developers. And, and I don't. You guys already have stuff from Left Justified like, Studios, so there you go. Is it true? This is true. We've partnered with Left Justified Studios for uh, Broken and Beautiful, a game about Kintsugi. Which is free this month, by the way. Oh, so that's on the silver. It's one pass. of the free games. Yeah. What's the so other? You have, have the free account. What's the other pass? Because we we mentioned silver. We're bouncing yes. around. So here, we uh, yeah, that's okay. So we have three subscription models. We have silver. That's the free one. Yep. Then we have gold. So gold is normally like three dollars a month. 
Okay. If you and I both have gold, we can play all the games. If you just had gold, you play all the solo games because we have like about five, maybe six solo games on Sovereignty. Um, so you could play solos. However, if you had gold and I had silver and I joined your table, we could only play the free games because I was there. Okay. So that's why we have a platinum model, which is normally $9 a month. If you have platinum, you could have, let's say you have, Okay, the maximum table on Sovereignty is eight. So let's say you have seven friends join you for a game of Skull King. They could all have the free account. They could have gold. It really doesn't matter what subscription they have. As long as you are at the table, they can play all the games because you're there. Okay. So it's basically you unlock the entire platform for everyone. So yeah, well, that's those cool. are the other two. Nice. Yeah. So, what if, so if you're gold, you just play silver, you just play the solo games? Is that what you said? For gold? So if you have other friends that are gold, so like let's say you have like a group that like you there's three of you and you all have gold you can play all the games together okay. so you could play other games together so gold is basically like platinum except for everybody has to have gold to do it exactly gotcha. exactly yeah well that's cool though that's still nice yeah. nice to yeah do. yeah so so we were talking about let's bounce back we talked about having left justified on there you guys have a large large number <laughs> of gaming companies that yeah and adam's apple games aeg which i i've never i'm looking at your website now and i'm like i know aeg <laughs> but i know it as aeg yeah. i don't know it as alderac entertainment Group. i know well, <laughs> like, yeah that's just so yeah. weird to that say. is their official name um, yeah we have uh let's see atlas games 17 which 17 publishers right now is yeah. it 17 yeah nice 15 nope yep yeah that was very quick math Okay. <laughs> it is 17 <laughs> but yeah atlas but yeah. games game rights obviously we mentioned fight in the box magpie games left justified studios just uh, just to name a couple of them yeah. how was it and i don't know if you were there but getting the companies in like did they did you guys start off with like these are our first five companies and they're all going to give us a game yeah. or um, was it a little bit more than that truthfully i don't know too much about that process okay. that kind of started before me and then kind of like jason works on that a lot jason's our sovereignty ceo slash they sometimes call me the face of the company but i would consider him like the brains of the company All like right. this is his mastermind like him and two of his friends started this and this is him anyway but he works with the publishers before like like with contracts and all that stuff um so i don't know too much about early on i know we adam's apple games was earlier on fight in a box was earlier on i'm trying to think of when i started which games we had game right was earlier um atlas was earlier so what about the uh, process of ad bringing in new companies how, how is that do they come to you do you go to them a little bit of both. Um, I believe more in the beginning, like as we're, you know, we're brand new, right? So no one really knows about us. So it's more about us reaching out to um, folks, but now sometimes folks will reach out to us. So um, yeah, if any publishers out there are interested, we have on our website is sovereignty.com slash publishers um, slash it's also in the foot of our website. So if you just scroll to the bottom, there's a little link. And then there's a way for you to fill out a form and then that goes to Jason and then Jason can reach out to you and stuff like that. So yeah. I yeah, I wish I wish I knew more about that process. I should probably ask Jason more about the beginnings of that. But I get to meet the publishers after we've signed a contract with them. 
So then I, once the game's ready to go, I do all the like digital release stuff. So I send out social media. I record a how-to video on our YouTube, stuff like that. So how do you, how do you get it go about like communicating to people, all of that stuff? Just, just email media, email, (laughs) email is how I work with the publishers. And then so like, I will create a digital release, um, like folder packet kind of thing. Um, but basically it has like a bunch of social media content in it that I've made that we are going to post and then they can post it as well. Um, and then I also do that YouTube video. So then I just tell them when it posts and then they can share it. Um, yeah. And then yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, I do a lot of email, and then in terms of reaching like our community, that's a lot of Discord posting to social media, and then also our newsletter. Right. Um, and they can get that on your website, right? The newsletter. Yes. Yep. Sovereignty.com/news. <laughs> General, so, how long does yeah. it take to put together a, to to implement a get new game? So I know you got a couple it, of new ones coming out, but like you get yeah. a new game coming in and it's like, okay, we're going to implement this into the system. How long does it take the designers to kind of figure that out? And... Oh yeah. Good question. It can take anywhere from like, uh, like four weeks to four months, depending on the game. And that was a very non-development answer. So right, I, could right. be, I could be incorrect, but um, because what happens is, is like if a game, for example, has a bunch of if-then statements. So like if this happens, then this could happen, and then this could happen, and then this could happen. It creates a whole web of like, you know, things that are happening. Versus if a game is just a little bit more straightforward and quicker to like you play this card and then this happens. Like nothing else can be done. Like goes to the next player, you know, something like that. Um, It can be quicker. And then our development has gotten quicker as I've been there also because they – like if they have developed something, for example, shuffling cards, right. they can in development terms, and I'm not a developer again, so don't quote me on this, <laughs> but they can essentially copy and paste that mechanic into a different game. So okay. as they come across more mechanics, then they can use it for other games. And it's called something and I always forget it. And I probably won't remember. <laughs> I, I, I but the answer either. <laughs> yes. So. Um, it depends on the game. It depends on the rules of the game. Um, but how how we kind of go about it is like they they do all their development and then they'll start sending us like testing. Like Jason and I, for example, did testing this morning. Like we're playing we're playing Mission Catastrophe, which is a new game coming out soon, and we're playing Lockup, which is coming out soon, and we're just testing different scenarios. Like you play this card when somebody does this, does it break it? You know what I mean? Like, does the developer need to go back in and fix something? So yeah, get to play games too. That's fun. <laughs> does, that, does that start to get to a point where it doesn't feel, where it feels like work instead of like, I'm going to go and play a game and enjoy it. Or is it just like, this is work. I we, Let's just get this done and play this game and get it over with so I can go and do something fun. Does that happen yeah. for you or? Um, I would say, okay. So when I'm testing by myself, so I'll have like four tablets like set up on my desk here and then I'm just like playing like each character that becomes very like 
not like a game, right? Like it's like, okay, if I do this and then I do this and then, you know, but when I played like with Jason, which we don't always test together, but we happen today, it is fun. Cause it's like, we still are competitive, like, <laughs> but we're like, oh crap, we gotta, you know, focus on this one testing piece, you know, like, don't forget about this. But then you're like, Hey, I won, <laughs> you know? So it does become fun when you get to play with people. But sometimes when you're playing just with yourself and four tablets, it's like, it's more about like getting the job done, you know, <laughs> did I get right. this tested, you know, versus when you play with another person, it's like you're playing with another person still. So, yeah. <laughs> what was some of the probably the harder games that you guys put out where it's like this cause this game was a lot of had a lot of challenges with it? Mm. Um. So, again, speaking not from actual development side, they might have a different answer, but I know that early on. Planet Unknown was kind of an early on game for us. Okay. There's a lot going on in Planet Unknown because of like what I mentioned earlier with all the replayability and variability, you can change up the plants and you can change up the corporations. And so when you, each planet will change how like things happen. So it's like, it's just more coding, right? So that one took longer than some other games because there's so much to it. But, and that was my first, <laughs> that was my first, uh, polyomino tile placement game of any kind people are like have you played carcassonne i'm like no but i've played planet unknown and they're like what <laughs> <laughs> they're like wait that's not the stepping stone you typically take like and i'm like nope i launched right into planet unknown was my first one but i love it <laughs> so it's all good <laughs> were there any other games that had similar challenges or that you see in your discord because i know people will say here's an error in you know for this oh game. sure 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 what are some of the ones that people like bring up and like and help you guys out with that you're like oh i didn't realize that there was so much mm. stuff with this um trying to think of let me look at our list of games mm. i mean they're all fairly also like not all of them are like really super complicated games either right. we're, not, we're not looking right. at you know Gloomhaven no. or anything on any of these. They're all... Planet Unknown slash the Isla Cats, I think, are heaviest games. I don't know. I can't remember. Every once in a while, you'll come across things like um, someone will find something. Like, again, like when you're just playing again with just your tablet, you like you kind of forget how to think like a gamer. You're like, okay, I'm trying to test this specific thing. And then like, you know, but some people, when you're actually playing, right, you're going to come across things as like, oh, like didn't think you know like didn't think about that but yeah. and then it they'll send it in a ticket and stuff and then we'll get it fixed as soon as we can but i can't think of any that specifically were really tricky um and we for, for the most part like we're releasing them after we've done a lot of testing yeah, yeah so it's yeah. like we hope that people don't come across them but at the same time like if you do we want to fix that yeah, you know like we're not going to just leave it out there and be like eh you know they're gonna fix that and... well i had we had we when we were doing it we played a little bit here on stream last year right before gen yeah. con and we ran across something i don't remember yeah. what game it was we were playing something that wasn't a fight in the box game we were two playing <laughs> maybe we were playing poker or something and, okay uh we ran across some sort of issue and i was like well that's okay. an issue that should be brought up so then yeah. i and i had a list of stuff because i was like i knew I knew, hey, if there's issues, say yeah. it before Gen Con. Yeah. So yeah. And I posted, I think we had three or four things that we had found. And so I posted it in your guys' cool. Discord. And literally the next day I got a message, okay, these are all fixed. Yeah. 
the next day. What? Usually it's yeah. like three weeks, four weeks, right. a month, six months. Yeah, yeah. well, we're, we plan to do a patch next year. I, you know, nope, right. next day you guys had it, had yeah. it fixed. So, yeah, I... I'm really, the developers are all so humble and like, I'm like, you guys are doing such a great job. Like people love it. Like I try as much as I can to like tell them how good they're doing. So I'll definitely tell them that they are fixing things quickly. And I know they try to. No, don't tell so. them that because you know what they'll do? They'll be like, oh, well now we can slide. Oh, now we can slide. <laughs> nah, that won't be them. They're, they're such hard workers. So <laughs> they'll do great. Yeah. I'm like, I try to give them all the praise. <laughs> Words of affirmation. You're doing fabulous. <laughs> what was the idea behind the interface that, that came up? Do you know? Because uh, you're, you know, you're sitting there at this digital table across from yeah. someone else. And because there's a lot of different ways you can do the interface. Uh, right. And, and you could do like the tabletop simulator sort of way or the, you know, a lot of games have their own, their very own digital game. Like this is just our digital game. You have to buy right. separately and all that. Right. And that interface is a little bit different. But this one is like, you have a character that's there doing all yeah, the things. Get your avatar. <laughs> what was the um, what was the thought about doing it that way as opposed to doing it like a tabletop simulator? Yeah. So we kind of it's like our unofficial kind of catchphrase. Like it's not really official. We we say we're social first, and so what we mean by that is we want. Our, we want sovereignty to be a way for you to connect with people. We aren't here to replace in-person gaming. Like if you could see this shelf of games behind me, we all love like physical board games and we play them with our families, with our friends. But we want it to be a place that if you can't get together with someone, if you just don't want to set up a game that night, or if you want to learn a game that you don't own, like you could jump on the platform. You can use in-app voice chat to talk with people while you're doing it. And we wanted it to be as close as possible to what it's like to play at a table. So it's 3D, you know, like as if you're sitting at a table, you get to pick your avatar. So you get to choose, choose who you are on Sovereignty. Um, and then that way you can keep socializing and keep hanging out because a lot of the things that we found with like people board playing board games and games in general is they just want to socialize they want to have like a reason to connect with people that they can't otherwise connect with in person or they've never met before online because they're they met online you know and then they like hang out you right. know with their gaming group so social first we wanted it to feel as close as possible to what it's like playing um at a table with someone so yeah Right. Is there a uh, a time where you like did do, did a convention and you were just overwhelmed with all of the people at the convention that are coming in to like look at stuff, or you're like maybe your first convention you're like there's so many people and there's a lot of stuff going on, or what do I do, uh, or yeah. how do I interact? How do I sell this digital thing to a convention full of people that want to play physical stuff? How is that right. convention scene? Yeah, each convention is a little different. So, um, like, it's just depending on, like, what people are looking for, right? Like, sometimes people are, like, overly crowded in the booth, and sometimes it's really quiet. It just depends on the type of day, types of, types of conventions, you know, everything like that. So sometimes it's overwhelming and confusing. You're, like, trying to predict what's going to happen. You're like, okay, I thought this was going to happen, and then that didn't happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's a lot of adjusting, but I used to be a teacher. So it was a lot of adjust on the fly. And so 
I would think I'm, I think I'm pretty used to it. Um, but yeah, it's, each convention is a little different um, in a good way, you know, like it's just, they're just different. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if that fully answered your question, but. <laughs> well, when I saw Hopefully. you guys at Gen Con, you had all of these tablets sitting out in a box yes. for people to kind of test test the game which i thought was a genius idea it's like well yeah. what better way to promote your digital board game than have a bunch of tablets there for people to try the digital board games yeah. was that the original like did you guys come up with that from the very beginning when you first started doing conventions or was that later down the road it's like oh this is a great idea why don't we do this uh that's the idea that jason and the two other so there's three uh, founders and that's the idea they've always had um because sometimes in the convention halls it's hard to get a connection like it's hard for your phone to like connect to the internet and so we didn't want sovereignty to come across as like oh it's a bad experience because you do need an internet connection to play sovereignty so you either data or wi-fi but if your wi-fi is slow and they're trying to experience what sovereignty is like it's frustrating when your wi-fi is slow right right so we didn't want people to be like oh you're the app is not good, right? You know, it's like, well, that's because the Wi-Fi is slow, you know? <laughs> so we have, we take care of all that at conventions so that we can show you what sovereignty is like, like if you were at your home, right? And your Wi-Fi is very stable and sound and <laughs> there's not thousands of other people trying to connect. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's, uh, that was always their idea and it's worked out really well. Um, people, we usually just, we, we usually have like some games we demo because they're quicker demos yeah. or we just ask folks like, hey, do you recognize any of these games? Like, do you own any games? And then they're like, oh, yeah, I own the Isle of Cats. So then we'll pull up the Isle of Cats and we're like, this does look like it. And we're like, yeah, that's our goal is like we want it to look exactly like it would on your table at home. So like we work with the layout of everything, make sure everything looks like how we play it, like on our table, too. So that's kind of how conventions go is kind of have the tablets and we now have a tv which is exciting that's new to our <laughs> that's nice. new to our booth setup but then we can share like we'll usually have a video playing so it'll be like pre-recorded stuff then we also can like screen capture one of the tablets to show it up there so if people want like if we're doing like an event like we did the um we did the sovereign uh, sushi go party golf live at pax unplugged this past year okay and so we can show like instead of people like looking over each other's shoulders to like see what's on the tablet we can just display it on the tv so oh, that people nice. can see it so stuff like that it the tv's been fun <laughs> yeah I bet. and then did you have somebody on the side that can just control what shows up on that tv oh no i have my little my little usb that i uh put like the video on I put if we have events and then I load it all up and then at the convention I just tell it which one to play so oh. I have usually like eight like folders for a convention so it's like because we usually have um media events as well so yeah. like for example like Great Lion is hanging out at our booth from 12 to 2 on Sunday yeah so on Friday I will have that on the video on Saturday on you know Sunday and then it's like after he has been there, then I take it off. So then that's a whole new folder. Right. Because <laughs> I don't want to confuse anyone, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, usually 
there's a lot of work that goes right right before a convention. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, that's why you haven't been able. That's one of the reasons we couldn't fill you in because it's like you've got right. a convention and then you've got a convention, and then you've got a convention, yeah. and then you've got a convention, and then you've got a trip to Japan, and then you get a convention, yeah. and then you get to come join us. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the weeks leading up to convention are are very busy. <laughs> so yeah. So thanks for being patient and. Well, now yeah, we have a little bit of a break before Gen Con's our next um, convention. So we have a little bit of a break here um, before then. That. Nothing wrong yeah. with a little bit of time now, to relax, especially when nice. it's And it's like things that have been on my list to do for like months, like are now getting checked off because it's like, okay, now I have some time. I could do this, you know, stuff like that. So great. Yeah. You guys have a couple of new games coming out on the system, right? You talked we about it a little bit. Let's talk about those. Let's talk about those games. Yeah. Okay. So first, Mission Catastrophe from Cardboard Alchemy. It is, oh my gosh, I love this game. I cannot wait for it to be live and play it at game nights. So what it is, is you are all on the spaceship and it is going to be destroyed. You know that for sure. Um, but it's a matter of who escapes. So you can play two different modes. You can play a co-op mode where everyone has to escape, but you can also play a mode where one person can escape. So it's a matter of like, do you try to escape the ship or do you try to take the ship down with you because somebody is going to get off the ship? So you're like, nope, we're taking it down. So, (laughs) but it's so great. You like there's dice roll. And every time you roll the dice, it damages different parts of the ship. And if some parts like don't have oxygen. You need to make sure you have a spacesuit to be in them. It's so incredible. And I can't wait to play it with like our community. I'm so excited. So that's that one. Okay. And then we have Lockup from Thunderworks Games. So um, same universe as role player from Thunderworks Games. Uh, and then what you are doing is you're like, you're in a prison and you are in charge of a group. And so you're sending out these people or these, I think, uh, let's see, these different groups, leaders, like into different parts of the like prison. So like at this place, it's resource management too. So you're going to get resources and you're going to try to build like at this place, you can build items. And at this place, you can recruit more people. It's great. I can't wait for this one either. This is one we tested today and it's looking really good. Okay. And I'm like, oh, looking good. I love seeing like early on development and then like they they work really hard on it. And I'm like, you guys are doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's fun. And I can't wait for that one as well. And then lastly, we have four humors from Adam's Apple Games. And I still need to learn how to play this game. Oh. I truthfully haven't learned yet, but we love Adam's Apple games. And so I'm excited for this one as well. Those are the three we've announced right now. So in, well, just to give you a little background for four humors. You're a medieval doctor visiting citizens of the kingdom and you're competing to claim your medical fame. Um, and it's, so it involves the four humors, which I didn't know anything about prior to, to I, four yeah, humors. Yeah. It's, yes. that, it's like a Greek thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Is it? It could Greek be Greek. I don't, it might be Roman. But yeah. This shows my education. Yeah. I know mine too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're a musical group from the 40s, like the four seasons, but no. <laughs> but yeah. So those are the three we've announced as coming soon. Do we have an idea, um, have... tentative idea of when those are gonna come out? 
Um, so not, not for sure. Um, but I have posted all of them are coming soon on our social media. So that means they are coming soon. So, um, I just don't have a date for any of them. (laughs) So keep your eyes peeled and follow us on social media to be notified when they launch. So is there anything else that's in the works that you can talk about or nothing you can talk about? Um, there's always stuff going on in the background. So sovereignty is an early access. So basically what that means is there's just a long list of things we want to still include in the app. So that's more games, but also um, like parental controls, for example. And as part of parental controls, the idea would be, I want to set this game for friends only. And so only my friends could see this game. Um, or I want this game to be open to everyone so everyone can see this game. So things like that, the developers also have on their list. Um, and then lots of other things like that. We've had lots of community suggestions. We've noticed a lot of things as well that we still just want to add. And so you'll see more games, but you'll also see hopefully some more features coming soon too. So well, yeah. custom custom avatars where you can like change yes! every piece of the face. Right, yes. So now you get to choose your avatar, but we would love to have custom avatars. So like where you can choose your hair and choose your eye color, you know, stuff like that. So and choose and your shirt. <laughs> still two years yeah. ago, the custom avatar list was like, Meep. and now like recently I went on there. It's like, whoa, whoa, look yeah. at all these options. Okay. I'm going to scroll yeah. and find a new avatar. Right. Yeah. So you can customize your gaming experience. Do you so. guys have like an in-house digital artist for for the avatars and stuff like that or is it something you're contracting out the um i can't remember exactly how that all works but it's something like uh we get them from it's it's not an artist it's i would have to ask jason um but yeah it's something we like have licensed out similar to like the like the music that you'll hear on this platform too or like the sounds stuff like that um so they all have a development way to do that <laughs> but i don't know the entire answer <laughs> are there any uh any companies you'd really like to work with all of them all of them. if anyone out there has the board game <laughs> um i don't know like obviously there's games i love but um, yeah you this is you personally like if you were a fan yeah. Like you are there companies that you're like, man, this would be really cool if they could go work with sovereignty. Oh my gosh. You're allowed to look over your shoulder. People on the on the podcast I know, won't, right? won't know that I you're mean, looking over your shoulder, but you you can look over your shoulder. <laughs> our fa- like our house, we have a lot of um Pandasaurus and flat out slash AEG games, which we already partner with AEG. Right, right. Um Oh, yeah, we have a we have a lot of Pandasaurus games. <laughs> I love. I I I went on one of their spring sales one time, and so we have a lot of them. Um, but like, I I don't know. I there's so many good games out there, and so many good companies. And one of the things I really love about Sovereignty and Jason, Jason is so good at choosing games. Like, people are like, "Oh, Danny, like you need to uh, you need to buy some more Kickstarters." And I I get as part of my like job i get the games that sovereignty has so like 
anytime we digitally partner with somebody, I have the physical game of that. I'm like, but Jason is so good at like choosing my current collection that like, <laughs> I'm like, how many do I need to buy? You know, right. <laughs> he's just giving me all these good games. So, but he also only, he doesn't only work with like these big companies, right? Like he's working with small companies too, like games that like, I probably wouldn't have heard of. Like I used to only shop at like Target for board games, right. you know? Although Target's um, getting way better at putting... Which is, yeah, that's not to say that Target's game selection is not good because it's still, it's still pretty good, you know? Right. But it's just games that like maybe you would have never heard of, but like Jason's found them and the publishers have reached out and like it's worked out, you know? And so it's not all about the big companies and stuff as much as we love like all companies, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a good, good choice of games, I think. I mean, I've enjoyed all the games. So, well, I think some games for anyone also, out there that wants to partner, we'd and, be happy to partner. <laughs> and I think some games also seem to just work better converted to digital. You know, right. there are some games that might like, yeah, you can convert it to digital, but God, there's a lot of moving parts, and you know, it's like you yeah. might as well just sit down and play it in person if you can. Right. But a yeah. lot of these games, it's like just perfect to, for for a digital game to sit down. Like you don't have to worry a about setting up, but they're yeah. not super duper complex. You know, like most like we talk about Seppi, most cheese cat, cucumber, and squirrel yeah. and die. Like very fun games, very simple games. You don't there's not a ton of moving parts. Yeah. So it's just really yeah. Nice. It's uh, it like like for example, we we don't do any dexterity games because obviously that involves like movement. You need to like be there doing right. it um but yeah it, each game will work differently that's why it's kind of fun to see our community like like suggesting different things it's like oh i think this one would be great you know like does it have it doesn't have this and it has this and all that stuff so yeah any suggestions we love to hear them <laughs> and speaking of community you guys do community night right in your discord yes. and you play yes, with with your with your players yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So every Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time, we have a game night on our Discord. And you you aren't required to have Discord. So another thing that Sovereignty is on, like, its early access list is we currently don't have a way to um, have, like, a spectator mode. So once we are in the game, you can't see our game. So it looks like we're not there. But that's why we gather on Discord, because you can see us in the voice chat. So that's why we use Discord. But if you jump on at 6 p.m. Central Time, you'll see my table. I'm Danny. You can join my table. Um, and then we can always transition to the voice chat in Sovereignty. That's really easy for us. But anyway, we yeah, we usually gather on Discord again so that we can hang out. Plus, sometimes we have multiple tables and we want to still all chat with each other. Um, so we'll just all stay in the one voice chat. And then, yeah, everyone is welcome. We... I usually have a, a game of the night and it usually is connected to the silver games of the month. So like, for example, let me pull up my, my calendar here. Um, this Tuesday, so tomorrow, uh, uh, what is that? May 9th, we are playing Forges of Ravenshire. So Forges of Ravenshire is currently on Kickstarter, um, but we have developed it developed it on sovereignty so you can play it now on sovereignty and it ends on kickstarter on the 11th uh so thursday so we wanted to play it one more time before that kickstarter ends okay. uh so that's the game we'll play and then if we have extra time we'll play a different game 
Or if you're like, Danny, I'm just not, I'm not feeling this game that you chose tonight. Like, can we play a different one? We can always split up into different groups and play different games too. So you're like, we're there to play games. That's all we're there for. So. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I know, I know we, did, uh, we played, we, we were sharing mouse cheese cat cucumber with people on stream because we were preparing for mark to come on to do to host the, yes. the a tabletop rpg that we did the wednesday afterwards yeah. and we were in there playing and we saw your guys's table and i think some some wires got crossed because uh some of our people joined your guys's group and yes. some of your guys's group joined our game and they were like wait nope that's a different that's not the wait, game different and group. it figured it out but i thought that that was kind of kind of fun <laughs> yeah oh. They're great over there. Yeah, and yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark does a lot of our artwork. So like every time we have a theme, so every month we pick a theme. So this month's theme is go club. It's inspired by my trip to Japan because the number five in Japanese is go. Okay. And so, um, we picked five games for the month and then those are all free and you can all play them. And then if you play all five of them, take a screenshot and then post it to our discord you'll be officially part of the go club membership which is just a like uh what is it called a role on our discord oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just for fun but mark does all of our artwork for that so like he does the logo he gives me the background images and i every month i'm like i am so grateful we have mark working with us like i couldn't do my job without mark i'm not a graphic designer in right. any way <laughs> right um i do social media but i mark helps me do that <laughs> Mark's right. mark is oh mark is fabulous do you have any upcoming events i know you mentioned gen cons coming up oh, that's our next one really so we have game night every tuesday so if anyone's looking to play a game join us on tuesday um and if you message us on social media too if you have questions like okay i know you mentioned something but i'm kind of confused just send me a message and i'll happily give you the information um but then gen con so we actually aren't doing a booth this year so you won't find us in the expo hall okay but you will find us in the events so we have a table going on all day with all of our like a variety of our games so you can Look on the events for Gen Con and search Sovereignty. And so we will have our tablets there. Again, you don't have to bring your phones or anything like that. We'll take care of all the that stuff for you. And then you just come and learn the game. We have a GM there teaching. And yeah, so that's what we're doing at Gen Con. And then I'll be roaming. This will be my first Gen Con that I think I get to see the whole expo hall. Because wow. I haven't done that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be fun. And I'm going to ask this yeah. next question for two reasons. One, so they know how to spell it. Yeah. And two, because I'm really curious. So we say sovereignty. Yes. But when I first saw it, I was calling it sovereignty because that's kind of how it looks. So yeah. for those that are listening, it's spelled S-O-V-R-A-N-T-I. Yeah. Why that spelling of sovereignty? Yeah. So they created sovereignty at a time when actual spelling correct spellings of words were already used so they kind of had to make up their own <laughs> um and then they they originally so we are entirely app based so you can play on your phone tablet or computer but originally um they were thinking they may have a vr option and maybe that's in the future but don't hold your breath right now just play on the app. <laughs> right. um, but that's why in the center of sovereignty is VR. Um, so 
But right now, the VR technology for like, if you were to look at a card, like a you're playing a game and you have a card in front of you and you have small text on that card, the VR technology is too blurry to read that card right now. Um, so it, obviously, VR technology has come a very long way, but um, specifically for that part of board games, it's hard right now. So we're at base, but they were thinking maybe at the beginning um, of going that route when they picked the name. So. Here's a little visual for those who I know we're on a podcast, so we can't see it, but this is the sovereignty. If you follow us on social media, you'll see the sovereignty, I think every Wednesday and Sunday this month. So sovereignty comes joins me for everything. He's the sovereignty. And for those that are <laughs> and, listening uh, to the podcast, he's a little good little yes, Lego guy. He's a little Lego. With a, he's got yes. like a nobles outfit and then his head is a teacup. Yes. Yes. Holding a red crown. So um, but yeah, so that's sovereignty and it's the idea is you're in charge of your own gaming experience um you can make it a social gaming experience like we've talked about you can make it serious because it's all rules enforced so you can't cheat whether that's on purpose or by accident (laughs) um so whatever gaming you want to experience you can play on sovereignty um but yeah that's us Well, thank you so much for Slash me. Us. I know I gave some of my own personal things in this video and no, stuff. No, that's, but... that's you're yeah. here because you're <laughs> here. You're like, otherwise we would have just had everybody on and then talk just about <laughs> the company. But you're here and yes. it's part of it. So, yeah, you can find Sovereignty yeah. Games on Facebook at backslash Sovereignty. You can find it on Twitter at Sovereignty. You can find it on TikTok from time to time. From time to time. At Sovereignty. <laughs> Uh, and Instagram at Sovereignty Media on Instagram. You can also go to the website www.sovereignty.com. S O V R A N T I.com. And also, if you get the game, if you get the app, use the code Epic Realms, mm-hmm. capital E P I C R E A L M S, to get yourself a 60 day platinum trial edition to try out all of the games and to check it out. So that is your that is your chance. So make sure to save bookmark this part of the show to make sure you have that little code so you can come back for it later and uh, and do that. So definitely, definitely check out the game. We've done it plenty of times on our regular streams here and other streams, specialty streams, and it won't be the last time. We will definitely be playing more sovereignty in the future, I am sure. <laughs> people listening to the podcast and the people that are on the live stream as well. May 22nd, we're going to be joined by tabletop RPG creator Steve Kinson. He created the Mutants and Masterminds superhero RPG. He's written many tie-in novels for RPGs such as Shadowrun, Crimson Skies, Mech Warrior, and more. That podcast is going to be available May 23rd, but again, you can join us live May 22nd. June 6th, a new RPG company is underway called Yubi's Adventures. And they're doing their first Kickstarter coming up, and it looks amazing. The art is great, and it's super fun. Uh, their owner, Elena Baraneff, is going to be joining us to talk about where they came from, how they kind of came out of nowhere, how they got here, all of the people they have on their team, and what they got cooking and coming up. They're also going to be joining us with one of their uh, game designers, from what I understand, as well. So that's going to be coming up June 5th. The uh, podcast version of that will be June 6th. So make sure to join us for both of those shows, plus many more. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up. We've got the voice of Scooby-Doo. Scott Ennis is going to be joining us. We've got we just got a plethora of people, a lot of authors as well coming up. So make sure to follow, rate, review, 
push all the buttons, click all the things, and follow us where you can, and uh, stay apprised for what's going to come. So, everybody listening, I want to say thank you for Danny Efforts coming and joining us, and thank you all for listening to Epic Realms. Well, there you are. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. And I do hope that you come back and join us again for Epic Realms. <laughs> <laughs>